What's up, my friends? Welcome to a bonus episode of the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. So my new book was launched this week on October 18th, 2023. And it has been a whirlwind of like emotions and just a lot of different things. And I wanted to just do a quick episode and just share that one, my book is alive, it's available. And I wanted to share a few things that I've sort of learned you know, I've done a couple episodes on the book and writing it. And, you know, I've shared a little bit of that. I've gone through some struggles with this book, but I want to share just now that it's out into the world. I don't have to worry about the publishing stuff anymore. I just want to share a couple takeaways that I've kind of learned or I've realized from launching it this week. So let's just dive right into it. Um, Before we dive into it again, it is um, my brand new book. It's my first business book. It's called Customer Obsession. And it's really about building a brand that customers are really obsessed with. And when I say the word obsessed, it it is sort of a little, little, literal, I can't talk literal meaning, but it can just really be about growing a brand that customers really like you. When customers really like you, they're going to do a lot of really great things for you that get you more sales, get you visibility, and in the end, make money for your business. And no, there's no one out there who is like, I want a business, but I don't care if my customers like me. I mean, there could be, but if, if that's you, then we got to work on your attitude, (laughs) but most of you listening, you're, you want, you see other brands that have grown really big. They have customers who are posting about them on social media, gushing about them online and that like, you want that, you know, you want to see your products on videos. You want to see your products on people's social media. You want people to email you and be like, oh my God, I just ordered your stickers and I got them in line. I got them today and they're so awesome. I love it so much. Here's a picture of like your sticker in real life. Like we all want that for our business. I know I know, I did for my product-based business and growing my business from you know zero customers to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of customers every month, you know, shipping out nearly a thousand products a month to people and really creating a brand that people were obsessed with, where I had a loyal community, where I had people that would post pictures of my brand on social media. They would write amazing reviews. They would buy from me again and again. And when I sold my business about a year later, I came up with this concept for this book and it sat in a Google drive for a good year before I was ready to take action. And then all of a sudden I went to this event, I announced in front of a room of like, I don't know, 150 people that I wanted to write this book and I was going to finish it by 2023. And after I made that announcement, it, it made me take action. I suddenly was ready to work on it and I did. And it came out this week. It's, it's here. It's, been a journey (laughs) to say the least. I can laugh about it now, but it's definitely been challenging and there's so much I want to share. I do want to do an episode in the future on just like the step-by-step because I know from writing this book and publishing it and all that, I've gotten a lot of messages from people that have said, I kind of want to write a book, but I don't know how and I'm scared and I'm nervous and you know, I don't know if I should. And so for those of you who have an interest or you you have like an inkling maybe maybe it's something that you're kind of like maybe maybe the maybes are always good to 
keep in your back pocket for another day. And then all of a sudden the maybe turns into, yes, I'm freaking ready. So I will, I do want to do an episode that breaks it down. I'm no means a book expert. I am no means a book launch expert or any of the above, but I have gone through it. I have figured it out on my own for the most part. And I want to share with you like mistakes that I made and things not to do, but also here is what worked for me. So I will do that episode um, probably soon, but I'm not going to talk about that today. What I want to talk about is just a couple of takeaways that I've sort of gotten from this process of writing the book, self-publishing the book, launching the book, like all the things. And there's probably a lot more that I could share, but I wanted to sort of record this while it was completely fresh. I'm recording this, what's today? Friday the 20th, and the book came out two days ago. So it's sort of fresh in my mind and just want to kind of share a few things that I think can always be relevant to anyone who's doing something that's new or different or scary. So the first thing that I want to say that I've sort of taken away from this whole process is the concept of like, you can do hard things. And I know that sounds kind of cheesy and cliche, but it's completely true. You can do hard things. And this book for me has been the hardest thing that I've done in the seven plus years that I've been an entrepreneur. It has been by far the hardest thing. And I think the reason it's been so hard is because one, this is like a totally different territory than starting an e-commerce business, launching a physical product, even though a book is a physical product, but it's like, it's a totally different thing. There's no relevance whatsoever in the whole universe with a book to anything else that you're selling online. Like if you're selling t-shirts or you're selling water bottles or whatever, it is a totally different thing. And they're not comparable really. Yes, a book is a physical product, but they are not, this is not an apples to apples situation. This is like apples to polar bears. It's totally different. So when you're doing something new, it's going to suck. It's going to be hard. It's going to be frustrating. And there are times when you're probably going to want to not do it anymore. You're probably going to want to quit and all that kind of stuff. And like I said, for me, this has definitely been the hardest thing that I've done because it's, it, it was different. It was new. Um, I had to learn a lot of different things. I not only had to like understand the writing part of it, but then I had to understand how to go from the writing to the editing part And then the editing part to the book formatting part and the book formatting part to getting the cover done and then all the other things that you have to do. And then the publishing part. Holy crap. Um, It was a lot. It was such a learning curve. I just I don't even know how to describe the learning curve. And I remember someone emailed, and I, I think I mentioned this on my podcast from maybe last week's episode, but someone emailed me and she was like, she's like in the book world. And she was like, I wish you would have found me because I could have like, I can't believe all the issues that you faced. Like it was hard to listen to. And I, and I was like, well, how do you think I felt? I had to like go through all of it. (laughs) And it wasn't in like a rude or sassy way, but, um, yeah, it was just really, really hard. And the, the thing is, is that whenever you're doing something that's new, it's not going to be easy. And unfortunately, I think we get used to being in this mindset of like, oh, well, it should be easy. 
everything should just be easy. Everything should just have instructions. And if something has instructions, then you should be able to figure it out. But this just for whatever reason, it just wasn't easy for me. I know some of you listening might be like, why is it so hard to write a book? Like that should be easy for you. But it was definitely not easy for me. And, you know, definitely just a lot of challenges, definitely a lot of challenges with it. And um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just a reminder that like you can do the hard stuff. You can go through the hard things and just have patience, I guess. I don't know. I, I tried to have patience throughout the process of this and I didn't always have patience, but in the end I just, you know, what I would do if I was feeling really overwhelmed with the, with the book or something about it that like, I just couldn't, I didn't understand how to do or, or I did understand how to do it, but it wasn't working. Just because you know how to do something doesn't mean it actually is going to work for you. And that was one thing I found with this book too, was like, I'd follow the instructions. I'd find like a blog post that would say, okay, here's how you do X, Y, and Z. And you follow it, but it doesn't mean that it actually will still work for you. So just like reminder, perseverance, you can do hard things. And if something isn't working, um, what I was going to say before was I would just step away from it for a few days. I mean, there were periods of time where, I mean, I started this book kind of officially properly in June of 20, yeah, June of 2022. So, but to be honest with you, I started it before that. I made the outline in January of, I guess, or New Year's Eve of 2021. And then it was maybe like March or April that I sort of started dabbling with the book, like a teeny bit. Okay. Like 1%. Then it was like June of 2022 where I was like, okay, we're doing this. We got to get this done. Maybe it was a little bit earlier. I feel like June seems a little bit late, but anyway, it's been about a year and a half. And I honestly finished, the book was completely finished in June of 2023. So it took me a year to sort of do it from start to finish. But I was so mentally burnt out from this book that I had to like step away. I had to like step away, take a break and just let it like sit for a little while because I was not at that point, I was not mentally ready to start promoting it and like go into a launch mode. And even though the launch that I'm doing right now, it's very, it's very low key. I decided I just... I just wasn't able to do a big launch. I wasn't able, like I mentally, if that makes sense, I was not able to like do something crazy for this. I was ready to get it out into the world and that might be a mistake on my end for not like going big, but I just wanted it out into the world and I wanted to, I sort of wanted to take the concept that I always teach people, you know, the launch isn't the end all or be all, get it out into the world and then figure out how to market it. And that's kind of what I'm doing with this book as well. And I'm kind of combining two lessons that I've learned here into this, but that's okay. Um, Yeah. So part of it was like, I had to just mentally take a step back and just give myself a few months to like, not to be honest with you, like not think about it. It had taken up so much brain space for the past year. And, and because I was so this, I spent this book had, I mean, it's a short book. It's like 134 pages, but 
it it took I spent so much time thinking about it, working on it, editing it, writing, rewriting, 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 researching, getting examples, um, which is what you should do. Like this is not some shitty book that I spent five minutes on. I spent the amount of countless hours or endless hours that I spent waking up at like 4 a.m. and working on it for a couple hours, working at coffee shops, blocking off my calendar, working late, waking up early and working. I mean, kind of endless. And that's the sacrifice that you have to make when you're doing something that's important. And I wanted it to be quality. I don't put out anything that is crappy quality. But I had been in it so long that I just needed to like have space a little bit. So one's cat uh, from Kitty Meow Boutique. She did the book cover for me. I think in like May, I got my samples in. Then I had to like retool the formatting a little bit. Like the person who did the book formatting, the font didn't look good once you got it in print copy. So anyway, um, but it was done in June. I mean, the final thing was completely done in June. And I just needed space. I was going on vacation. I was going on my bear trip to Alaska. And I just wanted to launch it in the fall of 2023. So that's what I did. And, you know, the biggest piece that like the biggest takeaway or advice I can say about that too is like if you're doing something that's really, really hard, challenging, mentally tolling on you, it's okay to like take a step back. So I had a deadline for the book. I I didn't stick with it, (laughs) to be honest, which I'll talk about in a second. Um, I had a deadline. I did not stick with it. And in the end, I was like, okay, it's okay if I push this back by a few months, you know, Um, taking that space for me for mental health reasons was definitely more important than launching something just because I had a hard date in my mind. So anyway, um, the number one thing that I would say I learned is like you can do hard things when they are frustrating, when they make you want to pull your hair out, you can do them. And then within that, I would say that just take take your time. You know, there's no rush. And I have a really hard time with taking my time. <laughs> like taking my time on something, make it's like not, it doesn't make sense to me. I'm one of those people where I am all in because I'm so passionate. If you listen to me, you already know this, but I am so passionate about things where if I get an idea or I'm working on something, I want to go all in like a tornado at 100 miles an hour. Actually, tornadoes are way more than 100 miles an hour. 200 miles an hour, all in, done, work 24 hours a day for a month and then get it out into the world. Like that's just how my brain in my mind kind of operate. And so for me, it's actually really freaking challenging for me to take my time on something. This book, I had to rewire my brain while doing this book. This book made me, this book like changed me in so many ways, I would say for the better, because I am used to that like instant gratification where if I want to work on something, it, it, everything is urgent to me in my, you know, in my brain. It's like, everything becomes an urgent matter when it's not an urgent matter. And letting myself take my time and work on something and not rush through it was something that I I had to like relearn, which sounds crazy, but I had to like retool my brain into like, okay, we can take our time on this. We don't have to rush it. It doesn't have to be done in a month. You can take your time and work on it. 
and give yourself space to work on something, which I don't ever give myself time to do things like that because I'm just always in a rush. I'm always rushing to finish, rushing to the next thing. And that for me was a huge takeaway. Like you can give yourself time. And even if you think that you can't, you can, because you just, but you just, you have to like, you have to make time for yourself. You have to give yourself space. So, okay. So that was the second thing that I learned. The third thing I learned, I would say is, is deadlines are important. Okay. But deadlines are not set in stone. (laughs) That's so cheesy, but it's true. So my deadline, I remember when I was going through all of my Instagram stories for the book. I mean, I took you guys on the journey with me the entire time. Um, and basically, basically like the, one of the first things that I was posting was that I wanted to have the book finished by November. No, I wanted to have the book finished by August of 2022. So I was giving myself maybe three to four months to finish. I'm like, that is not that. Like, why? Why did I have that weird deadline? I have no idea. I went on a cruise to Alaska in August of 2022 and I was working on the book and I literally was like, okay, my deadline to finish the book is end of August. Uh, okay, Susan, like not smart. You can't write a book in three months if this is your first book. I mean, you could, if you're a superhero, which I am not a superhero. <laughs> so, um, I did not finish the book in August of 2022. And when August rolled around, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. You're not done. You're not even near done. And we're going to get rid of that stupid deadline. So then I moved the deadline, I think to like October or November, perhaps. Yeah. November rolled around, uh, not done, not even close to done. Okay, fine. Then I use the holiday season to sort of wrap it up, wrangle things in. And then I want to say in like January or February is when I finally finished like the manuscript, I would say. And I was ready for someone to start editing the book. And just because you finish your version does not mean it's done. If you look at the first version I submitted to an editor, it's wildly different than what's published right now. Uh, Editors are your best friend, okay? I am not a book editor. I write shit that has typos. I am not great with grammar, and I own that. I was not an English major, okay? I couldn't tell you half the damn grammatical things when it comes to the English language, and I'm okay with that because we can't be experts in everything that we do, but you know, that does not mean that you publish a book full of typos. You find editors that rewrite stuff for you, fix your typos, and all that kind of good stuff. So anyway, long story short, um, I want to say January or February maybe of 2023 is when the editors kicked in and I had a couple of those. I had a couple of rewrites and blah, blah, blah. And my deadlines just kept going out the window. So at one point I was like, you know what? <laughs> the book is going to get done when it's done. I'm, I'm doing the best I can. I have a deadline in mind. It has to be done. It has to be owned to the world September of 2023. Then when I finished the book in June, I thought, okay, you know what? I'm going on vacation in to Alaska in August. I don't, I don't know if it's smart to launch a book immediately. And thank God, thank God that my intuition kicked in because when I got back from my Alaska trip, 
I had no business launching anything. I was in this like la la land mindset where, oops, sorry, my laptop just paused for a sec. So I apologize for the clicks. Um, I was in this like la la land mindset where I just was so transfixed from this Alaska trip where I got to hang out with, you know, grizzly brown bears. And I just didn't feel like working. I was not in a work mindset. I have hustled for seven years, okay? Hustled. And all of a sudden, in August of 2023, my brain was like, oh, okay, we're going to take a break now. We need a break. (laughs) After seven years of working constantly, like, okay, we need a break now. And I just like, I couldn't work. I was in this weird mindset of, I just, I couldn't work. I didn't want to. I physically like couldn't make myself work. So thank God I I re- I think I knew. I don't know. I guess you sometimes subconsciously know things, but I knew back in June, okay, don't have the book come out in in in, in September. It's not the right time. So then I said, okay, let's do it October. And I chose I think October 15th or October 18th or something. And that was my new book launch date. And I was okay with that. So from June through October, I gave myself space to not launch the book. I talked about the book. I told you guys it was coming out. I did podcast episodes that I shared my struggles with writing it. I shared a little bit of why I was writing it. And so it wasn't like I just didn't mention it. I did mention it. And you, and then you saw me through the process of the publishing part of it, the book cover, you know, getting samples and all that kind of stuff. So I still took you behind the scenes, but I gave myself time and space to like not think about it so much. And I needed that time and space. I needed it very much. So now it's October and I'm, I'm excited. It's out. I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. I'm motivated to talk about it. So giving yourself space, listening to your, like listening to your intuition and, and like internal boundaries that, that say, you know what, we've worked really, really hard this year. You don't need to launch this tomorrow. You can launch this in two months and everything will be okay. <laughs> so, uh, something that I've, I've learned and I would say is a huge revelation for me because I usually don't have patience to wait on something that I'm really excited about. So uh, number three, or I don't even know if that might be number four, I forget. I think it's number three. Um, Learn from others who've already done it already. So this is something that I preach within my business all the time. You should always find a mentor or a coach who has done the things that you want to do and figure out how to learn from them or work with them. So two things, figure out how to learn from them and work with them. So I'm going to combine both of those into one important lesson here, because this lesson is what kind of challenged me without this process. When I started working on this book, I looked into finding like a coach or a mentor or a course And I just wasn't finding anyone that I either really liked or jived with or, you know, wasn't, I didn't want to spend like a bazillion dollars on a course when I'd rather spend money and have an actual human give me feedback. So courses, I like them. I think I buy them for some things, but for this, I didn't think a course is what I needed. I'd rather get feedback from an actual human. 
So anyway, so I chose not to work with someone until the very end when I was struggling so much with the publishing part that finally I found someone from YouTube and I reached out to them and asked, do you offer strategy sessions? I need a strategy session with someone, please. And so I booked a call with her. It was like a 45-minute or 50-minute call. Her name is MK Williams. She was awesome, fantastic. And she helped me with a couple roadblocks that I was kind of coming into. Well, the problem is, is that throughout this whole process of writing the book and editing the book and all the things, I made a lot of mistakes and I wasted my time on a lot of things. And if I had just found someone at the beginning of the process where, you know, maybe I could have said, okay, hey, um, I'm probably going to need a couple one-on-one calls with a, a book person, a book expert. Is that something that you offer? Um, do you have some sort of like plan? I don't know. Like you never know. You never know how people off. You never know what people offer unless you ask. But you could say, "Hey, you know, I know this. I noticed that you have a sixty-minute package." But if I want to book three or four of those, can I get a discount or something like that? Like it doesn't hurt to ask for some sort of a discount if you offer a bunch of them or something. And I'm not I'm not trying to sit here and tell you to like ask for discounts, but you know, I could have reached out to her and said, "Hey, do you have some sort of like special if instead of just booking one session with you, what if I book four? You know, she may have been like, "Yeah, we could do this." So anyway, my point here is that I should have gotten help at the beginning of this. I should have talked to someone at the beginning and talked through my book, my goal of the book, the publishing platforms, and talk through potential roadblocks that I might have. If I had done that, I would have done a bunch of things differently and it would have saved me time. It would have saved me time. It would have saved me energy and it would have saved me the mental anguish, I would say, that I had to sort of put myself through trying to figure things out, trying to puzzle piece things together that like weren't working and, you know, figure out how I could do things better or differently when I could have just had a conversation with someone up front who would have told me what to do. So that's a huge mistake on my end. And like I said, I always preach to people, find a mentor, find a coach, work with someone. And I always do. I'm always in some sort of coaching program. I'm in a membership program right now. And I love it because I can ask for help if I need it. I can get questions answered. And if I'm stuck on something, I have not only a coach to answer, but I have a group of other people who can also answer stuff and help me. So I am a huge advocate. I've invested, you know, I don't know, I think I'm at about $85,000 of investments in coaches, mentors, programs. That's a lot of money that I've invested in. So it isn't like I never invest with people for some reason with this book. I really wanted just to do it on my own. I didn't necessarily want to work with someone and I don't I don't 100% know why. I think I wanted to sort of put myself back into this like beginner level thing so I would have to force myself to kind of go through something and figure everything out which I don't know if that's just like a self-sabotaging thing that I was trying to do to myself. I have no idea. I also think like sometimes you just want to figure something. Oh my God. Sorry, I'm talking right now. And there's like this really cute bunny that's sitting on my front step. Oh my God, that's so cute. Sorry, distraction. Whenever I'm talking and there's an animal, I'm like, oh my God, there's an animal. So 
sometimes, and I was having a conversation with someone in one of my um, group coaching programs yesterday about this, this exact thing. It's like, sometimes you just want to go through this, not the art, that's not the right word. You want to go through the process of like figuring it out on your own. It doesn't mean that it's the right thing to do. It doesn't mean it's the wrong thing. I think you just sometimes want to do that. And part of me is glad that I did it. And part of me is like, no, you idiot, you should have just worked with someone. So I will say with full disclosure, I already have an idea for book number two. For book number two, I don't necessarily know if I need a coach for this one, because it would be a case study book. However, I have another idea for book number three. And for that See, I am like a masochist. I finished this super hard thing and I'm like, all right, let's go. We're doing it again. And that's my personality. Like, and that's why number one of the things that I sort of learned is like a reminder to all of you and myself, we can do hard things. You do it the first time, the second time, it's that much easier. And I already, I'm like, oh yeah, book number two, book number three. Book number three would be a proper book, like the one that I just wrote. And I would find someone to work with. I wouldn't just find someone to help me with like a one-off call. I would probably find a, some sort of like a book coach where we would work together for the whole process, whether it's like an accountability coach or someone who maybe I would have access to them. Like I could voxer them with questions or something. So I don't know. I would 100% get one for the next time that I write a regular book where I'm writing about business concepts because... Now that I've gone through it, now that I have gone through it, now that I know a lot of like the roadblocks that I'm probably going to face when I do this again, I don't want to, I don't want to waste my time now. Now that I've gone through, I've experimented, I've put myself through the like hellish ordeal of figuring it out. I don't want to do that again. Now I'm like, okay, not wasting my time next time, not wasting the brain space. I know what to do better. But I also want the support. I want someone to be like, no, don't do that. Do this. Here's where, here's why this book wouldn't publish on this platform or something. So just a reminder here, learn from others who have already done it. And, you know, if you can't afford a coach, a mentor, a program, totally get it. You can always find someone that you like and say, hey, do you offer a 60-minute strategy session? I have a lot of questions, and I would love to just sit down and like the whole pick your brain. Can I pick your brain? I hate when people say that. It's so annoying. But (laughs) I think it's just like a stupid, it's like a stupid analogy. Can I pick your brain? Um, And I shouldn't say that because people have actually asked me that. Sorry. No offense. I love you. I just don't like that expression. I just think it's like a weird expression. I think it's just because like the word pick. Can I pick your brain? It just sounds like when you think about it, it sounds gross. Anyway, you can always reach out to someone and say, hello, I found you on YouTube. I found you on Instagram. I like you. I like your vibe. I like that you've gotten the results and the things that I want to do. Do you offer a 60-minute strategy session? Like, how can I do a call with you or something? Even if people don't have that listed on their website or on their services page, a lot of people do offer 
a 60 minute or a 90 minute call where you can sit down with them on Zoom and you can do a strategy session. They possibly can kind of look through your strategy and tell you, here's what's working. Here's what's not working. Here's what I recommend. Or it can just be about you asking them questions and they give you their feedback. But you have dedicated time to work with someone who is an expert in a place that you're not and you're tired of wasting your time and energy and all that. So that's my best advice here, okay? Um, I am a full advocate of working with coaches, mentors, being in programs. I'm always in some sort of a coaching program. Um, some of them are super expensive. Some of them aren't super, like the run I'm in right now isn't super expensive. And it's awesome. Like I get the help I need and I'm always looking for like the next program that I want to join. But I'm always in something, but sometimes you just want to kind of go through something on your own and figure it out, but know that you can always find a coach, a mentor that you can do a 60 minute call with or 90 minute call and just learn from them. So other than that, my learning process for this book was basically finding a couple people that I knew wrote books and they have lots of blog content. They have YouTube videos, they have podcast episodes. And I just kind of went through a lot of those. And then when I got stuck on something else, I would Google on, I would Google something and then find YouTube videos. And that's where I found a couple of really awesome book people. And one of those people is the one that I ended up booking the call with. And she was amazing. And I literally was like, God damn it. Why didn't I find you earlier? I would have loved to like work with you this whole time. So anyway, and then uh, let's see one, two, I don't know. I don't know if this is four or five. So we'll just, you know, go with it. I would say the last thing is find like, okay, I want to maybe mention one more thing. Find like have a support system, have people who you can vent to have people that you can complain to have people that you can share your wins with it's not always about complaining and all that but just have people it could just be one person and it could just be someone who when you have a frustrating moment with the book or whatever you're doing in your business like you can message them or you can ask them and also when something goes well they're there to kind of cheer you on but having a support system is so important so always have business friends always have, always be looking for business friends. I can't tell you, like even for this book launch, you know, I share this with some of my close friends, like non-business friends. I didn't even tell them I was publishing a book because I kind of knew, okay, this person is not going to really care, and <laughs> uh, which is kind of sad. It is actually pretty sad. But the people who actually care that I wrote this book are like you. You are the ones who actually care. You are the ones who send me messages being like, yeah, we're so excited. We can't wait to buy it, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, and then of course, like some, a few business friends that I, that I do have, but you, when you're doing things in your business, like, and I've, I kind of realized this with my first business pretty early on is that regular people. And when I say regular people, I just mean people that don't have a business. They will never understand what it's like to have a business, to create physical products, to sell physical products, to put yourself out there every single day on social media, um, you know, basically putting yourselves in front of like sharks online for people to say rude things about you and all the things that go with having a product business, like they just don't understand. And it's not really their fault. 
So I'm going to defend them a little bit because I kind of realized over the years of being resentful towards my own friends for not being supportive. It's not their fault. Like they just don't understand and they never will. And I think once I realized that I now hold no, I, it's like I hold no, um, what's the word expectations for other people. I just don't, I've, I've stopped expecting people to do things and if they do it, it's, it's, it's a bonus. But I think when it comes to having a business and, and doing all these new things and doing scary things, you really have to have like a couple people who are just kind of there to remind you, yes, you're doing a great job. <laughs> like, yes, this is great. I'm so excited. Like you need a few people like that, even if it's one person. And for me, I definitely had a few people that were kind of my cheerleaders and just, people that I could say, Hey, oh my gosh, look at this cover. What do you think? Do you like cover one cover two? I've got my first copy of the book. I'm so excited. You know, you need people like that. And obviously this episode is relevant to anyone doing anything within their product business. It doesn't have to be a book. It could be that you're launching a new product or you're pivoting in your business, or you've decided, you know what? I really just, I like crack the code on making candles and I want to teach other people that want to make a candle business, how to do the same thing. And you, you want to be a coach now, or you want to be an educator or something like you need a few people that are going to cheer you on because when you're doing something that's new, hard and frustrating, that the hard moments make you want to quit. And when you have someone that you can talk to, to remind you that what you're doing is going to be worth it. And they're, and they make you excited kind of, I sometimes think when you're in these hard situations, you, you, Not that you forget, but I think someone on the outside is going to remind you why they're so excited for you, why they're so excited to read your book or to learn about your candle business or whatever it is. So I would say that one. And then the last thing that I really took away from this whole experience, and it's not something that was new necessarily to me, but something that I have not gone through as like deeply as this is self-doubt is like your silent killer and just a reminder to not let it kill you. So this book had has put me through so much self-doubt. Holy mother of God. I it like not that it came out of left field at all. That's not true. I am very critical of myself. I'm very critical about just everything with myself and my business. That's just how I've sort of always been. But this, for whatever reason, it just, it took so much out of me to kind of keep going. Cause I, I kept, I kept thinking, oh my gosh, this is horrible. Everyone's going to hate it. No one's going to read it. I'm going to get horrible reviews. Like, why am I doing this? Who am I to do this? I had so much goddamn self-doubt from writing this book. And it's not because I doubt myself necessarily. It's just, I don't know. I have no idea. I think a book feels different than other things that you're doing because it's this thing that just gets put out into the universe. And it's almost like a fear of rejection. I don't know. I think it's a fear of rejection probably deep down because you know, you know how it is like on Amazon and websites, like people like the trolls just they don't hold anything back when they don't know you. They don't know who you are. They're like, oh, this book sucks. This person's a fucking idiot. Like they're so mean. And I just don't want, I don't want any of that. (laughs) Um, And I recorded a podcast 
episode, I don't know, maybe six months ago with Angie Lee. She is like one of the funniest humans on the internet. And she has, you know, she is a huge personal brand business, but she also has, she has a podcast. She has a, um, you know, a company called Soul. I think they actually changed the name from Soul CBD to just soul or my soul or something like that. I forget what she changed the name to, but she was in the process of writing a book and she stopped writing it. And I don't know if she's going to keep going with it. I hope she does, but she was on my podcast and one of my favorite episodes ever, cause I'm such a huge fan of her. And she, we were talking about the podcast was how to create a customer centric brand. And we ended up talking about in the episode, how I'm writing a book and sorry, my, um, laptop froze again. Sorry about that. We were talking about how I was writing the book and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so afraid for like the Amazon trolls to like leave these horrible reviews. And she was like, just can't, don't read them. She was like, everyone I know that has a book, literally they always say, just, I don't read the reviews. I don't care. (laughs) Which I'm sorry. I don't, I'm not there yet to not care about reviews. But basically the point here was like, she, she said, okay, you are going to get people that will leave reviews that are awesome. And you're going to get people that tell you, Hey, I loved your book, blah, blah, blah. She was like, you can't let those haters kind of dictate what you do and how you feel about your book. Like what they say is none of your business. And I was like, that is so smart. You're right. Oh, you're so smart, Angie Lee, but it's true. And I think part of me was, is still afraid of the reviews, but that's okay. We're going to get, we're going to get past that. Um, I have to stop being, you know, you got to stop being a baby at some point and just get over it. Just like if someone was telling me, if someone was telling me, Carrie, I'm so afraid to launch my business because I'm afraid of bad reviews. I would like punch you in the face. I'm not even joking. I would carry yell at you. And what that means is I would yell at you in a nice way, but coming from a place of love and coming from a place of wake the F up, like who cares about reviews? Get your product out into the world. Literally, as I say this, my tone of voice just increased because that's how I really feel about stuff. I, and I'm not going to get into this, but I feel like one of my secret sauce abilities is to see potential in people where they do not see, where they have an idea or a dream or something and they're afraid to do it. And I sort of am there to push them and motivate them to do it. I really feel like that's like my inner secret sauce. And why am I not doing that with myself, right? So that's the thing is I I feel like with this book, I like retreated inward into this like scaredy cat a little bit. And I have to, I had to like constantly remind myself, stop being a goddamn baby. Just do it. Just do it anyway. Just like I would say to you, exactly what I would say to you is what I had to remind myself. So I think this book, there's a lot of vulnerability with writing a book and publishing it and sharing thoughts and strategies. I don't know. I know that this is not an, I know that this is not an abnormal thing because I've read from a lot of people that writing a book is like a super scary thing and scarier than other things that they've done. So I know that I'm not alone in this feeling, but I would say that feeling of like fear and like rejection or whatever it is, it definitely like 
took, it grabbed a hold of me the whole time. Um, and I had so many conversations with my friend, Kristen, Kristen Fisher, love you girl. Um, founder of Boku. Um, I had so many conversations with Kat from Kitty Meow Boutique. She was like my book accountability buddy and she did the cover for me. And I mean, multiple conversations where I just was like, I, I don't, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I don't know. I'm afraid. I'm afraid people won't like it. I'm afraid that people are going to like, I use the word afraid a lot. And it's, it sort of is weird because to be honest with you, I'm not really afraid of that much normally. I mean, I'm really not. I mean, besides bees and things like that, I don't like bees. <laughs> um, but I just mean in like the business space, like I'm not really afraid, I think, to take some risks. I'm not afraid to do a lot of things or try things, but the book stuff, it definitely made me afraid. Okay. That was my point here. I feel like I'm rambling. And the reminder is just don't let self-doubt hold you back. And I would tell you this until I am blue in the goddamn face because people are always telling me, oh my gosh, I could never do a podcast. I can't do a podcast episode because I'm afraid or I can't go on video because I'm afraid. And I literally would yell at you and be like, just, you have to do it. Just, you have to get, you have to like move past that fear and just do it because when you do it for the first time, it's going to be awful and scary. But when you do it for the second time and the third time and the 20th time, you're going to get better every time. And I truly believe in that concept. You do. I mean, I used to be afraid of doing video too, but the, the book here and all that, it really, like, I had to really talk myself in, I had to really, um, just talk myself out of like not wanting to do it anymore. And I never, I don't think I ever would have actually stopped. Like I can sit here and say, yes, I was afraid. I was scared, et cetera. But I never would have not finished. I never would have let that hold me back. But it could have. If I didn't have a stronger, I guess, mindset or whatever, it could have made me just stop doing it 100%. Compared to anything else that I've ever done, that this book would have been the thing that I that I would have said, okay, you know what? I'm just not going to do it. I'm not ready. I, I don't know. And that would have been a mistake. That would have been the biggest mistake out of all the mistakes that I made is not finishing it. So I'm glad that I had just like a good support system to remind me, you know, this book will help people. This book will have impact. This book, you know, you're, you're doing a really hard thing that like most people can't do or don't want to do. Um, I don't know. So anyone can do all these things. So the first thing that I talked about was like, you can do hard shit and you can, we all can. If I can do a book here, so can you, if you want to. Um, I never really wanted to write a book until like two years ago. And now I'm like, I want to write more. I can't wait. Um, so, and, and again, like when you do something the first time, it might be horrible and suck. But the second time you do it, you're going to be, a, you're going to be way better at it because you've already gone through it. So I just think this whole experience has really taught me so much. Like, holy crap, I could probably do like 20 episodes on things that I've learned from from writing this book and publishing it and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And like kudos to people who have like these huge audiences that can get a book deal with the publisher because 
you know, I think when you do that, there's obviously pros and cons to self-publishing versus traditional publishing. And so many people now are doing the self-publishing route. But I do think like, wow, it would have been so easy if someone, if someone, you know, basically paid me up front, then they said, okay, here are all the things that we need you to do. One, two, three, four, five. Once you do those, we handle it. And then you handle the promotion or the marketing or whatever. I don't know. But just having someone else tell you exactly what to do step by step by step, I mean, that would have been so awesome. And it would have made this experience (laughs) so much easier for me. But again, sometimes we go through the hard things to, to make us grow, to make us like to challenge ourselves. And I can say 100%, I have come out of this experience stronger person, stronger mindset, um, not physically stronger, but something I have to work on, <laughs> self-care. Um, just this experience has definitely made me grown, grow as a person, as an entrepreneur, and just like all the things, honestly. So for anyone listening who is, I don't know, anything, if you're afraid to try something new, if you're afraid to do something that feels so scary, I hope this episode can just give you that push to, to, to do it, to try it. You have nothing to lose. You have absolutely nothing to lose. And I want you to remember this episode, like how much I struggled with self-doubt and just all those things. And I still made myself go through it. I, there was no way in hell I was going to, was going to quit, you know, even though it was hard, I just gave myself space. I gave myself time to work on things. And, you know, when you're having a bad mindset day, the best thing to do is not to power through. It's to walk away, like put the book down, put whatever business idea that you're working on, put it away, curb it for a day or two, and then come back when you're, when you're fresh And everything will be easier at that point. So anyway, I hope you can take a few things from this episode and apply it to your own business. But really in particular, like I want this to motivate you and encourage you and inspire you in some way that you can also do really hard things that are scary. And the reason I want to share these episodes with you is I don't like to sugarcoat things. And it's not that I don't like to, I don't sugarcoat things. I, I will never sit here and tell you, oh my God, writing a book was so easy. If I can do it, you can do it too. I'll tell you from the framework or the lens of if I can do it, you can do it too. However, it's not fucking easy. This was hard. I struggled and you might or might not struggle. That's Like someone else could do this for the first time and think that it was completely easy. So everyone's different. Everyone's skill sets are different, but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't try. It does not mean that you shouldn't try. It does not mean that you shouldn't do it, but I will never sugarcoat anything and make it seem like it's so easy. Sometimes I do that with like email marketing, for example. I'm like, oh yeah, Clavio, you can just create this template. It's so easy. And then I'm like, wait, no, don't say that because someone might not think it's easy. (laughs) Um, But however, um, I don't make things seem easy and I don't make business seem easy. I, I give you realistic things that have worked for me. I give you realistic things that I have done in my business or a client's business. And I give you like the step-by-step on how to do it. And I oftentimes give you the scrappy step-by-step. Like, how do you do this without having a lot of money? How do you do this without 
spending the $200 a month on the fancy app. And this book stuff is sort of no different. I want to kind of share the, and I was telling my friend the other day, I was telling her, I was like, you should write a book too. I was like, here, like you should write a book on this topic or whatever. And she was like, are you kidding me? She was like, you have made me never want to write a book, all the crap that you've (laughs) complained about. And I literally, my heart sank a little bit because I, I was like, oh no, I don't, that's not what I wanted to do. I didn't, I didn't mean to scare her into not doing it. And it's just, it's just because I am really honest and I will tell you all the things that suck about something. But I'm also here to remind you and inspire you that you can figure it out. Everything is figure outable. Great book by Marie Forleo. And, you know, if you can't figure it out, then you can ask someone. You can ask someone, how did you do that? I'd love to do a 30-minute call with you and pay you to do a 30-minute call and just ask you how you did something. I guarantee you if you say to someone, hey, I would love to, um, do you offer like a 30-minute or a 20-minute or a 60-minute call? I would love to pay you for your time and just understand how you did this one thing or understand how you did that thing or something. And like most people will be like, oh my gosh, yeah, I would love to. You know, some people will not say I would love to, but a lot of people will be like, oh yeah, I love that. And people are happy to share. It's just, you know, be respectful of how you're asking for it. Don't say, can I pick your brain? (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, So anyway, yes, I hope this has inspired you to tackle something big and scary. Like that's what I want for everyone. Honestly, I... I really feel like this last like one and a half or two years, I've really tried to do a lot of things that feel scary, that feel intimidating. And I really like, I really like that. I love the feeling of something feels really scary and unattainable, but I can do, I'm going to do it anyway and I'm going to crush it. I mean, how liberating is that? So I want to leave you with that. And also if you do have an interest in, in writing a book, let me know. I want to know if you want to write a book. I want to know, yeah, what are you afraid of? I mean, trust me, it's, it's scary. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's not scary. It's scary to think about writing a book, but how cool is it if you write a book? So, um, that is it for this bonus episode. I hope you could take a couple things away and if not, just get a little bit more of an inside look into my brain, what I've been feeling the past year and a half. And just a couple of really important takeaways that I think you can take and apply to your business. And it doesn't have to be with a book. It could be about anything that you want to do that's scary. Because no matter what business you have, there are things that are going to pop up that feel intimidating and you question, can I do this or not? And obviously the answer is yes, you can. And of course, if you want to grab my book, you can grab it. Uh, Some of these episodes will not have the link below. But you can go to my Instagram account, kerry.a.fitzgerald, and you'll find it there. You can go to my website, kerryfitzgerald.com forward slash customer obsession. You can also Google the book name, Google the book and then my name. You'll find it on Amazon. You'll find it on barnesandnobles.com. And hopefully it'll be listed on Target at some point. That will be really exciting. But for now, it's on those websites. Amazon's great because you get, you know, get the book in a couple days. But if you do get it, um, 
let me know what you think. Take a screenshot of yourself reading it or take a screenshot of your favorite page and let me know what you think. Let me know. I'm dying to get positive feedback, of course. We don't want any Susans leaving bad reviews, but I want to hear what you think. I want to hear what you were surprised by. And I want to hear what you're going to take action on. That for me is the most important part. So let me know, tag me on Instagram or send me a DM on Instagram. And I can't wait for you to read it. But again, I really just wanted to share an inside look into, I just launched the book two days ago. How am I, how am I feeling? What did I learn? What are some takeaways? And as always, I want to give you the nitty gritty truth, fluff free, but also always inspire you to take action on other things. Don't be afraid to try something new. Don't be afraid of what other people think. Just do it anyway. No one skips day one.